All right, here we go again. We've got a great one for you here on Clearing Corners. I'm Matt, here with Cam. We appreciate last week we had quite a few people hit us up after we did the three-part episode of the Sex Abuse Awareness. And many people asked if we could dive a little bit deeper into social media safety, right? You got some, I got some. Yep. So a little story, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, I've got a five-year-old and she came in and said, hey dad, wanna make a TikTok video with me? And my kids don't have social media at all. Uh, it's just something that my wife and I have decided not to have with our kids. And so I was a little surprised, but not surprised. She's five years old, but she's already exposed to seeing other TikTok videos on videos. Not that she has the app, but that she had the video or that she had been watching it on the video. And so it was an opportunity for me to talk to her. And it was just very age appropriate. We talked a lot about age-appropriate conversations with kids. And I was able to talk to her a little bit about what safety would be, not just on TikTok, but in the apps that kids are on these days. And what I'm about ready to play for you guys is along the lines of what I talked to my little five-year-old about. And uh, this is very age-appropriate for children, um, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to say five to 12. Every parent out there knows what would be age appropriate for their own kid, what their own learning would be. But go ahead and take a listen and we'll go from there. Here are five internet safety tips for kids. Number one, don't give out personal information such as home address, school name, or phone number. Number two, never send pictures to strangers. Number three, keep passwords private except from parents. Number four, don't download anything without permission. It may contain a virus that can harm your computer. And number five, tell an adult if you receive a mean or strange message. For more tips, visit us at commonsense.org. And you're going to have to find out for yourselves. Like a whatever conversations you have with your kids, whatever ages they are, uh, you, you can have those tips roll into any conversation, no matter what age, whether they're children, whether they're teenagers. But I am extremely excited about what we're going to be talking about here today. And we have two very special guests who have a passion in this area. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and let them tell you the story as to how they came to being a little bit more on guard, kind of uh, be there for safety for the kids. Um, we have Cody, we have Jeff. Cody, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks for having us. No problem, no problem. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We're real excited about this. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Cody, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay. Uh, maybe you can introduce your partner here. Where did this passion come from with social media? Okay, so uh, I've been in law enforcement since 2007. Um, and 
just recently, about three years ago, I took a position as a school resource officer at uh, our local middle school. So eighth and ninth graders, you know, 13 to 15 years old. Um, got into into the school, met, you know, the principal, vice principal, Jeff here. Uh, we sat down, kind of talked about what his expectations of me were and, and what uh, um, kind of what our goals were as as the school resource officer, vice principal, we work very closely together every single day. So um, right off the bat, my first year, we we could see that there, at least I noticed a big problem with um, social media, with kids on their phones. It was, it was shocking to me. Um, even in the hallways, not a single kid was looking up. Everyone was looking down at their phones. Um, everyone had their earbuds, and that actually was probably more of a shock to me. I see that everywhere. I see that everywhere. Very annoying. Restaurants, stores. Go ahead and go out there and just teenage watch. Right. And see how many actually look up from their phones. Right. They don't look up. They don't, they can't hear. You know, we, you try to call someone because of, you know, whatever you need to grab their attention. They don't hear. We've had some issues with, you know, fire alarms, even where kids are just bebopping down the hallway and oblivious. They have no idea what's going on around them. So, um, but, uh, the big one for me, my first year, we were probably only a couple months into the school year. I had a girl come to me and say, hey, uh, I've got a problem with, uh, I think it was Instagram. And I said, okay, what's going on? And and she said, uh, I have someone asking me for nudes. I want Someone wants to send me, or wants me to send them nudes. And I said, okay, well, tell me, tell me a little bit more uh, about what's going on. And, and long story short, she had a friend who somehow... Uh, made contact with this person on through Instagram, and this person requested sexual photographs from her friend, who she sent them to uh, this this individual. And now this individual was reaching out to all of her friends and saying, "Hey, if you don't send me more nudes of yourself, I'm going to expose your friend." Um, we see a lot of that. And so she was in this in this spot where she felt like, okay, now I've to protect my friend, I've got to to send these pictures um, and to try to keep her picture safe. And and it ended up being uh, quite a quite a big case. It, it involved two schools in the area, um, and then I, I think you actually caught the case did, as yeah. as the detective. Um, and I, you might be able to speak to more how that that ended, but it was. For me, it was a big eye opener. That, okay, this is what I'm going to be dealing with as a school resource officer. This is a big deal. And you know, it's a lot more prevalent than people think. And when we're talking to kids about that, sometimes it's it's not even a big deal to them. Like, yeah, we sent a nude. Some I didn't didn't even think about it. And it's it's more prevalent than parents even know because it's so easy for them to do that. And then you got reputation issues, and it becomes a, an issue down the road, mm-hmm. like the one you got. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, you came, this is what you were going to deal with. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you were exposed to it. Uh, that mm-hmm. case, actually, uh, the suspect ended up being in California. We referred that case off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took it as far as what we could go. But where did the passion come from in terms of social media safety? I mean, you were exposed to it. But as a school resource officer, I, I understand that you deal with a lot of different mm-hmm. arenas with, with kids and being a mentor to them, right? Having having somebody that they can come to mm-hmm. um, comfortably within the law enforcement field, and and say this is what's going on with my life. But what 
narrowed you down to social media safety with kids? So I think what it was for me, well, a lot of it came from Jeff. You know, he's, well, you've been in education. The 20, 29th year. Twenty. This is his 29th year in education. And, and talking with him, I'm, you know, when, when you get intelligent people together, you try to solve all the world's problems, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we're trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's the problem? Like, what do we see most often? And, and we just narrowed it down. Like the, it's social media, it's these platforms, it's Snapchat, it's Instagram, it's uh, Omegle, it's uh, not so much Facebook anymore. That's your, that's kind of your the older folks, the old school, the like old, me. old school. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how I grew. for you're them. Still, but you're still uh, there. Um, you're t- with me. That's Smithsonian, but I mean, <laughs> we're still there. Wow. You know, TikTok is 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 the new and up and coming thing that that we're seeing issues with. But um, like my five year old, she doesn't even like know what it is. She right? doesn't even have the right. app, right? Right. Um, but again, that was an opportunity for me to talk to him. And I know that you both have had many many opportunities to talk with teenagers about these same issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, it's a little different angle. Um, I'm, I'm a lot more on the academic piece. I think that's why we're so good together is we kind of cover bases. But what, 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 what I was seeing was a massive decline in academic achievement and academic care with, with kids. And that really started to strike me. And that's when I went to him. And I said, okay, we got to do something. Because this is, this is hurting our kids. Yeah. So that's kind of where my, my passion came in is all the academics, the, the Fs, the, the attendance, um, the, the apathy. I mean, there is more apathy this year than I have ever seen in my entire life. And we attribute that to, to the social media. We, we even talked about it the other day. We were in the hallway, and, and um, there was a, another teacher there that's, you know, he's 100 years old. He's been teaching forever. And, and he says, and I, and I asked, I said, Cam, stop pointing at me. I'm not 100 <laughs> years old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, I said to both these guys, Jeff and this teacher, I said, cause you know, we we're talking about, this is the, like Jeff just said, the most F's we've had and, you know, and, and attendance wise, it's just the worst year we've ever, they've ever seen. And I said, wow, have you, has this been a steady decline? Like, tell me what this pattern is. Is this something new? And what, what did you guys say within the last five years? Five to 10 years, it's been a massive decline. So, What's changed in that last five to ten years, and and if you really think about it, it's technology, technology right? You know, and I went and I and I go to conferences quite a bit, and I have a lot of data. But an, another thing that really has has really been on my mind the last couple of years, but this year massively is. This year massively is when I ask, when I ask kids to, you know, they have three Fs, four Fs, five Fs. They're like, yeah, okay, I don't care. And someone in my spot, like in my profession, like I care nothing more than about these kids mm-hmm. and what they're going to do because they don't think any past tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I asked them, what are you going to do? They're like, I don't know. But I don't know. And they don't understand if they, they carry on to what they're going to carry on. They're going to have a hard time with employment. With I mean, there's a ton of research, and I go through that in a little minute about research of graduation, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. that's what hurts me the most, and that's what scares me. That's yeah. interesting. Do, do they ever say why they have that attitude? Is it because they follow these Instagrammers that they don't have an education, they just post funny videos, and now they're millionaires? Or where's that coming from? Yeah, that, that could very well be A lot of people say the that. reason. A lot of people say, I'm just going to be, I'll, I'll, I'll be a YouTuber. 
or I'll do this, but I don't, you know, I don't think <laughs> my, they all my think boys that. said that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I have yeah. a, I have a 14 year old and I said, no, you're not. Well, and, and statistically, I think there was a, there was a survey and I may be totally botched this, but they, you know, they researched this with kids, you know, teenagers and stuff or younger, even younger preteens um, from different countries. And, and they looked at like China and, and the number one profession that a, a Chinese kid wanted to be was a doctor or, you know, something, uh, a scientist. And then they went to the UK and the U S and both number one answers were YouTubers. Oh my. That was, that's what these kids want to be is, is YouTubers. Cause they do not think a year down the road. They, I, on, I ask them all the time, what are you going to do when you're 22? You're like, I have no idea. I mean, it, and not to bring up, I mean, it, it's a perfect example cause it's close to home with me. I, I see so much in law enforcement, but with my, my 14 year old, and the time that he said, I, I want to be a YouTuber, I didn't really, I didn't put it together that there was an actual issue with my boy until I realized how much he played Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And then when he wasn't playing Fortnite, he was watching YouTube and others play Fortnite. Right. And I was like, all right, time out. Something has to change with so, his pattern. So with that, when they're doing that, they're definitely not studying they're they're not doing anything about academics. What we're seeing too is, is as far as attendance, and I'm still attributing to this stuff, is they are up all night long. Whether the phone's on the on the desk and they're waiting for it to go, because they're sleeping with one eye open, then they don't come because they're tired, or they come to school and they're just like tired, and they don't want to do anything because they're up all night playing games or on the social media or what have you, just watching whatever on their phone. So you guys had some, we, we kind of roundhouse this for a brief minute before we started. You guys had some pretty interesting uh, statistics that mm-hmm. you were throwing out. Let's hear some of that. Well, I go to conferences quite a bit, and here's, here's some that, that I've come across. So they, they talk about sc- uh, screen time. So someone who's on two hours or more screen time, what research has shown is that 33% of those kids have had one suicide ideation. 33% for two hours or more. When you go three plus hours, 34% are more likely to have a suicide ideation than those with two hours. So that extra hour just jumps them up. They're 34 more chance, a 34 more percent chance likely. You get to five hours, 48%. Half those kids on five hours more have one suicide ideation, and they're 66% more likely than those with two hours. So those are just astounding. And for us, it's mind-blowing. For us, when we have, I mean, suicide attempts, I mean, that's our number one thing that, that just scares us. So those um, are some data. And then adolescents who use social media every day, 13% are more likely to uh, report high levels of depressive symptoms. And it's interesting because when I was in investigations, I worked uh, two juveniles, uh, suicides, and we could tell that social media wasn't involved with it. We obviously couldn't talk to them and figure out exactly what's going on. There was some cyberbullying, but there was a lot of social media on the phone. Um, but then I had one that was a significant attempt, um, but this juvenile survived. And to be able to actually talk to him about what was going on, it wasn't cyberbullying. And we'll talk about some of the different resources and education pieces parents can look in, but this one specifically. So, Jeff, you had mentioned all this screen time. So imagine if you're a 13-year-old girl and you're just scrolling through Instagram, you're seeing all these these perfect girls with their filters on, and then you have to go brush your teeth or something. You look at yourself in the mirror and you, you know, think that you should look exactly like that person does. 
with all these filters and, and stuff like, so it's stuff like that, that I think parents need to, to think about as well when they're thinking about this over screen time. And then they come back and they have a thumbs down on their picture. Um, that goes right into something I'd like to say too. I don't know if you ever heard of Amanda Todd. Um, someday research Amanda Todd, but the story of being sextorted and her image and stuff, but she ended up completing suicide. And it's a very, very sad story. And she ends up telling her, her story with, with no voice. So she just has um, papers in front of her, and it's, it's a really cool thing. But interesting enough, um, we've been talking to kids quite a bit because we're getting ready to start off a campaign next year about social media. Um, but when we talk to kids and ask screen time, lately we've had seven hours, nine hours, and me and him look at each other like nine hours. That's, that's more than that's, school. That's, that's more nine, than they're that's in a, school. Nine hours a day. A day. That's, that's a that's day. an average, an average of nine hours a day. On. Yeah, l- listen, I just like last uh, few episodes when we had Brooke and Celinda on, I try to avoid telling parents how to parent. Mm-hmm. But what in the world? Wh- where is the supervision? If your kid is on electronics for eight to nine hours, where do you say but, there's a problem in my house? It, it's funny you mentioned that because, and this maybe is a little tangent, but we're me and my boy are driving up to go camping the other day and we're listening to that episode, right? Or, or I'm listening to it. He had an earbud in and was playing, you know, some game. And I thought he had both of them in and, and there you're talking privacy versus safety. Right. And, and, uh, I had no idea he was paying attention. He pulled his earbud out and he goes, you know, I, I kind of agree with what these guys are saying. <laughs> and I said, what? I said, oh, I didn't even know you were listening, man. He goes, he goes, yeah, I, cause he just, so he just turned 13 and, he was always, we have, you know, like the Google family link or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but um, basically anytime he wanted to download something, it would send me a notification saying, hey, your boy wants to download this app. Which needs to be like that. Which needs to be like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, when he turned 13, Google sends him, sends him a message and says, hey, you're old enough now to, to be able to, to pick and choose your own apps. Shame on Google. And, and he goes, dad, I'm still going to ask you. If, if I can download these apps and I'm like, that's cool, man. And we actually had a really good conversation about privacy versus safety. I said, so you're willing to give up some of your privacy? And he goes, absolutely. And so it was, it was a cool experience. So thank you guys for that episode. Cause it, it, it actually was, we're, was we're really huge good. with that. I mean, Cam and I had tons of conversations because our experience has a lot to do with the sobbing families and, and guardians and victims within every case that we, we deal with. And when I sit case after case after case in front of parents or who uh, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whoever the guardian is, and even the kids, and I just, the tears mm-hmm. about what happened in their life that put me in front of them, I have to tell people any chance that I get, please understand there's a huge difference between privacy and safety. Yep. Understand when, as a parent, to step in and know right. what is what and teach your kid what is what. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when we talk to parents and when their kids aren't coming to school, I'm like, do you, do you get to have your phone at night when you go to bed? They're like, oh, for sure. And I'm like, tell the parent, I don't want a parent, but you need to take that phone away. And some of them are like, nah. Because what it's doing is it's really, they're on the phone all night long. It's a babysitter. Right. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of dis- I'm, I'm disheartening for us because we're seeing our, our our kids go away but back to that that girl thing interesting enough back in 2011 girls were about 1.9 1.9 girls had a had a depression and 1.8 boys okay 2015 
It went up to um, 2.2. So the girls and suicide in girls rose about 65%. And you know what happened in 2011? That's when really the full social media started to hit the path. Tons of apps. Back in 2011. And I have a chart in one of my data points where it's boys and girls real close to each other. And then all of a sudden you see the girls just spike. And the boys are pretty even kill a little bit, but the girls are just going spike up because you're right. They're doing the filters. They look pretty, blah, blah, blah. But the likes too. So there's studies out there that talk mm-hmm. about the, the dopamine essentially yep. mm-hmm. that you get when you get those likes. If you don't get the likes that you're expecting, rather you make a threshold of I need a hundred or I failed. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, you get one of those that Just does likes. like the laughing emoji because they thought they took a good photo and the dude they like or had a crush yep. on puts a laughing emoji. That's massive depressive state right there. Well, exactly. and, and you can't, you can't uh, convey emotion through, likes right or or laughing emoji so so the kid may have liked it but put the the laughing emoji and now oh is he laughing at me or you know there's a lot of there's even you're talking with kids if you use punctuation anymore in text messages if you put a period at the end of your sentence that means you're yelling at them like it's it's yeah. interesting how how they they kind of well half in, interpret things half but. of them say they w- they've sent a text they wish they didn't yeah Half a teen say they uh, wish I wouldn't have sent that. It's so readily available to them when you are in a high tense situation, right? I mean, think back to when everybody in here is married and, and all the advice that flowed in from people who had been married for years and years. And they're saying, hey, when you're angry, know when to walk away because the arguing is just going to continue, continue, continue. Well, with the kids these days, you're not walking away because no walking they always away. have the right. phone in right. your hand. Right. And it's so easy to sit there and type in your emotion and then just send it off. It, and, and they're going to regret a lot of the things that they send off. Say that. And then oftentimes we're talking to kids or lots of times we're talking to kids. I'm not kidding. After one minute, their hands in the pocket and they're looking. And I'm mm. like, put your phone away. It's Okay. They literally, it's a, obviously it's, it's an addiction. I mean, we all know that, but that's where we all come in, I guess. Yeah. That's where the education comes in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, parents, um, if you have access to Netflix, there is an episode on there called Social Dilemma. Unbelievable. Yeah. Check that out. That is, that is groundbreaking. I watched it. I sent it to my mom. I'm the youngest of, of uh, all of us. So she obviously doesn't need to watch it, but then she sent it out to all of my siblings and said, you need to watch this with your kids. Eye opener. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it goes into a little bit more of this, but it's, it's from the tech gurus talking about how it is actually designed to exploit these, these right. issues. And it, it's it, and it's an algorithm to where they just play off what they're looking at. Cause you know, these, a lot of these kids and what, I, when I ask them, they don't go home and tell their parents, Hey, I, I got, I got a nude today or I, I sent a nude they're not going to go tell their parents that they had, they were verbally abused or whatever at school. So that's, that's hidden from the parents and we got to do a lot of parent education as well. That's gotta be an absolute (sighs) merry go round. Mm -hmm. Just the same thing all the time, especially when you're dealing with kids that have that readily available to them and parents that want them to have it. Mm -hmm. I I would, all schools across the nation are dealing with the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's definitely a big problem for us. There you go around uh, for you, Rolodex. I think it's more accurate. <laughs> but anyways. Was that three? 
That's, yeah, that's like three. I'm three. fairly confident that's three knocks on my age. <laughs> well, you're not protected in here. All right. Anyways, oh, man. this was really good. Um, it looks like we got a lot more to go over this. We're going to do another episode um, talking specifically about more of this um, social media, cell phone usage, um, and, uh, you know, kind of what's going on when you think your kids are just at school. Are they only focused on school while they're there? Um and I'm really interested in hearing uh, their perspective when we come back because from a case standpoint, it's very different than seeing it day in and day out within the hallways of a school. And I'm, I'm really interested in your perspective yeah. and, and some of the things that you see the most applications uh, down to uh, what type of communication boys and girls are having, boys to boys, girls to girls. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, we'll go ahead and clear that corner when we come back. Peace by Dallas, make it hurt.